today's podcast, we're talking about what it means to be a woman of mercy. We talk about mercy's deep ties to compassion, how our brokenness and backstories often put us in a position to need the mercy of others, and how our unhealed pain, anger, and unforgiveness can prevent us from extending mercy to those who need it. We talk about the similarities and differences between grace and mercy, how gratitude plays a role in our ability to show mercy, and wrap it up by sharing a few ways you can show mercy to someone who may need it today. Hi, I'm Becky, the host of the Girl on a Hill podcast, where we encourage you to stop hiding, start shining, and to be the woman you were created to be. You can download Girl on a Hill podcast on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and now, let's head to the hill. Hey, welcome to Girl on a Hill. Today we are continuing our A Woman of series, which I feel like is an inappropriate title today because I have my husband with me who is decidedly not a woman. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what I can offer on being a woman of anything. But we can, you know, a, a person of today. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I hope everybody's having a good week. We are doing this at home in our garage mm-hmm. because we are leaving on vacation tomorrow, mm-hmm. which we really need. Mm-hmm. And But getting ready for vacation is also overwhelmingly stressful. So it, uh, it's been a week. It's been a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about anything fun. This isn't a lighthearted... Yeah, but it's a good topic. I like it. Of course you like it, and that's why you're here. Yeah, it's a good one. So, uh, like I said, when I, you know, we started with courage, and that was the first one that came to mind. And then we did adaptability, and that was because I knew that I extraordinarily was terrible at that. And this is another one where I do not have this attribute in any way, shape, or form. And that is why we're doing it. It would be so easy. I would really love to pick a value I'm great at and do that <laughs> and do that. That would be way easier. Like a woman of dependability. I've got mm-hmm. that all day, but um, I am not a Is wom- that one of your topics. Is that on the list? It, that feels selfish. I haven't planned them all out yet. We might hit dependability a little bit next week in next week's topic kind of covers that a little bit. What's I don't want next week's topic. I want to give away the farm. You can say what it is. All right. It's integrity. Oh. A woman of integrity. And mm-hmm. I think dependability kind of comes into play. Yeah. When your word means something. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty dependable, but I am not merciful um, <laughs> at all. So uh, I brought my husband in today, um, not only because we're going on vacation and I couldn't ask the girls to do this many with me before we left, but because he is better at this than I am. And because he is my pastor, and this word is literally part of our church, we'll get there later. Mm-hmm. Um, he's preached on this a lot, and I needed somebody who knew what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, laugh it up. Okay, so you guys know I always start with some definitions. Now, I know, David, that you have your own definition that I've heard you say mm-hmm. many times. So that's coming. So patience, Iago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Patience what? Iago. What's Iago? That's from Aladdin. It's just, it's like a nothing line. That's my favorite thing. Like I quote like the random lines from movies. Where is that in Aladdin? Jafar says it to his bird. 
And I always say it to the kids like when they need to be patient. <clears throat> All right. Mm-hmm. If now you if you got that reference out there, like I love you three thousand. Okay. You got that reference, right? I love you three thousand. Yeah. No. Come on. That's Iron Man. Okay. Okay. I haven't watched those very many times. I don't know. You're not here with the kids as much as I am. Okay. Uh, this is like the standard dictionary definition, not the churchy definition, the worldly Merriam-Webster. Okay. Just basically, I looked it up, and I looked in a bunch of different dictionaries. I looked on Wikipedia. The unifying element here in every single definition of mercy was the word compassion, mm-hmm. which really plays into your definition. Mm-hmm. So hang on for a minute. But that is something you should hold on to. Compassion played into every single definition I looked up across the board. Um, And there is the underlying current that implies that mercy is shown to someone who has offended or hurt you, Mm -hmm. i.e. someone who doesn't deserve it. And then in my parentheses I wrote, but isn't that all of us? We all deserve it? We all uh, don't deserve. Oh, don't deserve mercy. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we're all broken and flawed and terrible at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't speak Hebrew, so I'm going to say this wrong. <laughs> um, the Hebrew... Apparently I said- it looks like cheese to... <laughs> okay. The Hebrew word for mercy is C-H-E-S-E-D-H. Yeah, that's chesed, I think. I like my pronunciation better. You have to really the C-H. You gotta get chesed. the mucus. Chesed. It's great if you're sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's gross to me, but it's interesting. You know what this means? What? It means to literally crawl inside of a person's skin so you can see with their eyes, think with their mind, and feel their feelings. That's a good one. Like, I just think about the guy in Men in Black like that's wearing the suit. The man suit. Or like in uh, um, The Matrix, where like he goes in and like mm. at the end of the movie and you can see his bubbles going all the way through. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. It's at the end, right? Where Neo jumps into Agent Smith and then like you can see on Agent Smith's skin all these little bubbles of Neo going all the way through him. Okay. I no? get distracted by the cool fight scene. Okay. <laughs> So that is it. So to see with somebody's eyes, think with their mind and feel their feeling, Mm -hmm. which is especially hard when you're thinking about mercy, because usually the person you need to show mercy to is someone you're not particularly feeling warm and happy thoughts Mm -hmm. towards. And I don't really want to crawl inside their body. That's also probably kind of the point. Yeah. That's why I don't, I don't like this. We don't, we don't need to be taught and lectured about something like mercy when it's easy to do, because then we just do it. Yeah. This is a rough one. Um, And a side note, I mean, that's why I showed, okay, so recently we're doing this thing in the summer called Movie Mondays with my teenage daughter where I'm introducing her to important films. Right, yes. The the, the classic (laughs) films like Gone with the Wind and... Have you even seen that movie? I've seen parts of it. Okay, no, not that. My parents watched it. I wanted to introduce her to all the John Hughes films because they're... Important coming and What are age. John Hughes films? You know, like Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink. Um, so I showed her The Breakfast Club recently, which I can't recommend to you fully because there's a lot of swearing. 
But so um, you didn't hear that from me. But probably not as much swearing that are as in a lot of the new shows that you stream on Netflix. That's true. And I was I apologize as we were watching it. Like I'm sorry I didn't remember that an 80s movie used the f word. She's like, it's not like I don't hear it 43 times a day in math class. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't care for swearing, but it's just mainstream. Okay. You mean fun? Is that the f word you're talking about? That she about? hears in math class. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Today's teenagers yeah. love math. Geometry is fun. I don't think she said that once all year. <laughs> but I showed her the Breakfast Club because, it, you know, it's five kids from like radically different backgrounds and they all kind of have their niche role at school. But it's because you don't realize that everybody has a backstory. Is Robert Downey Jr. in one of those? Yes. In the Breakfast Club? No. No. What, what one? I'm pretty sure it's Pretty in Pink. Okay. But that's a John Hughes movie, Yes, right? it is. Okay. And he's very young. But everybody has a backstory that they're not sharing with you. Because mm-hmm. you don't just get to know somebody and then randomly tell them about all of the pain in your past. I do. Right. Yeah, just... <laughs> Let's see. How, how to make friends in mm-hmm. three steps. Um, but you don't do that. And like, this is why I'm a terrible person to you sometimes. Or this is why I don't show up for things. Or this is why I don't get close. Everybody has that backstory that's driving the way they're acting. And talking. So that kind of reminds me of that throaty mucus word. Where you have to learn to see the world, how the person who's upsetting you is seeing the world and to try to understand what is in their backstory that's making them behave that way. During a particularly painful time for me, you where I was just mad these people had hurt me and hurt our whole family the ripples were great and you i was like how are you not angry like why aren't you ready to go egg their home and i might have wanted to do more than egg their home but what you said just so calmly was like they're just broken people becky they're just broken people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're all broken people everybody's broken Mm-hmm. It's hard to sometimes just maintain that calm demeanor when they've just done something terrible. Well, we tend to, to uh, assume people's intentions are evil based on their actions and don't realize that their actions are oftentimes, they're not evil, they're just like a de facto response out of some kind of pain or some kind of flawed upbringing or you know, just something that... That isn't intentionally evil. It's just a, a part of who they are, and they and it comes out that way. It doesn't mean that they intentionally tried to do that to hurt us or to hurt whoever's listening. But I see, yeah, and I know that intellectually, it's not always about you. We've talked about that on the podcast before. Sometimes you might just be the straw, mm-hmm. and it's the load of hay that you've been carrying around is really the issue, and you're just the person who. Is witnessing the volcano. Mm-hmm. I've had that a lot. I mean, I understand that a lot now where I'll erupt at you or one of the kids about some seemingly ridiculous small thing, but it's not really that thing. It's everything else. But I wrote it down here. I might as well bring it up now because um, we judge others by their behaviors and ourselves by our intentions. And so we're way harder mm-hmm. on other people where if I erupt like that, it's like, well, but I didn't mean any of that. Like that's I'm upset. Can't you see that? Mm-hmm. But then when it's someone else, 
I don't have that level. Yeah, we we assume their actions are driven by a desire to do that action. Mm-hmm. That there's something in them that's that's chosen. Oh, I'm going to behave in this specific way because I feel like that's the right response in this moment. But it's probably not very often the case that that's what happens. Yeah. Unless they're a particularly deranged kind of a person. Yeah. All right, let's get to your definition that you always say. I'm going to see if you say what I have written down on the page. Compassion. Uh-huh. That A lot of times, like you mentioned, it's... The word compassion comes up with mercy or mm-hmm. kindness, um, but it's it's the word is come passion c o m, which is the prefix that means with, and passion means pain, so it literally means to walk with people in their pain. And he said word for word what I said he'd say. Yeah, I've good. heard him use this definition. But I've repeated it enough for at least one time. person to remember. Yes, I listen to you during <laughs> your sermons. Uh, and that brings up a lot. That brings up, we've said this before too, that hurt people hurt people. Um, so perhaps a facet of mercy is to evaluate someone's hurtful words and or actions and look past your pain to see theirs. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. Yeah, because you're, you're being wounded. You're, you're collateral damage. I've been called those words. You've been called collateral damage, yes. but um, yeah. Well, it's easy. Uh, there's probably some movie or illustration or video out there that I've seen or something that has this idea. But you know, like when when somebody's lashing out or doing something in pain, it's probably a pain that was put there by someone else. So it's almost like, you know, the, that person that put the pain there is kind of reaching through the person mm-hmm. with like a puppet and, and reacting or creating this response in this person to make them react in this negative or, or disastrous or hurtful way. So um, it's, it's not like it's even that person. It's just some kind of learned or acquired behavior based on something that happened to them or happened in their life. And so... If you can, the more we can do that, the more we can see that these are things that have happened to people that are causing them to respond to us in this, in a similar way. Then it's easier to say, "Oh well, there's there's some kind of pain there. There's some kind of hurt. There's some kind of wound that's causing causing this reaction." So it would be I can, I could take personal offense at it, or I can I can try to brush it off. And maybe address it later because it's still not okay for them to act that way, whatever it is. I was just gonna it doesn't that. excuse it, but at the same time, it it does give it um, cause. And it also, I think, because I was just going to say that too, like you can't excuse when someone hurts you or hurts your family member. It doesn't mean you have to accept that thing. It doesn't mean you have to maintain the level of intimacy or closeness you had with mm-hmm. that person. But it might lessen your need for retaliation or vengeance or to carry around the unforgiveness or bitterness, which go back and listen to those episodes, unresolved pain, forgiveness. Like it doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. It makes you worse. And now I read, I think it was yesterday. Now this is Pinterest. So grain of salt, but like when you don't let go of a wound, someone's caused you every time you relive it in your brain, which, Hey, overthinkers, I know you do this. Like your body releases the exact same chemicals that happen 
were released the moment they did it. So they literally just keep doing the same thing to you for some of us many times a day mm-hmm. for many months and years. You know that episode of Grey's Anatomy okay. where uh, it's an older one where Weber, Richard Weber, yeah, back when in the good day, good old days of it, um, he did a surgery and then closed the patient with something inside the patient. Remember that? And yeah. then the patient came back and had gotten Towel. really sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that. You know, if you, if you don't get the towel out, there's no chance to heal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as we, as long as we're holding on to the issue, the unforgiveness, it's like having, having a towel surgically embedded into the wound and you can never get, never get whole, never, never start the healing process. You have to actually forgive and get that pain out. And then you can actually, your body will start to heal. So maybe mercy is like a conduit for forgiveness. Could be. Like you have to look at it that way. Okay, let's move on. This when you've been shown mercy, hard. it's easier to show mercy. Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> um, so Pastor David. Um, <laughs> yes. He loves it when people call him mm-hmm. Pastor as his just name. Just Pastor. Mm-hmm. You don't need to add to David. Just yeah, Pastor. Yeah, you love that. Mm-hmm. You, that's sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Um, people mean it as respect. Some people often confuse mercy and grace. How are they similar and how are they different? Well, I mean, grace is kind of a form of mercy, but it's a much more extreme form of mercy. I mean, the, the generic phrases are that grace is unmerited favor, getting something you don't deserve, and mercy is not getting what you do deserve. So, Again, I hear the newsboys. It's a couple of weeks ago. What's the newsboys? Like, I'm not going to sing, but it's like when we get what we don't deserve, it's a real good thing. When we don't get what we deserve, it's it's like early tracks, like way early. Back when Christian music was really good. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I mean, they're probably. I mean, they're very sim- obviously very similar. But mercy tends to be when someone deserves punishment or when someone deserves to be treated poorly for one reason or another, not giving them that treatment. There's the parable, since you said pastor, the parable of the unmerciful servant, where the guy gets forgiven 10,000 talents of gold, which is like an impossible amount. It's it's an infinite amount of, of money, you know, that he's supposed to then go and respond by being merciful. And then he throws the other, his friend who for owed like him a hundred yeah, yeah. silver coins into debtor's prison. That when we're when we're shown mercy, we respond in mercy. When we haven't gotten something that that we do deserve, we should go out and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'm making any sense. Well, I'm off topic. You are to me because I grew up on Sunday school. <laughs> um, okay, so I read a quote that said, "Mercy is giving people what they need, not what they deserve." Mm-hmm. How does that hit for you? Yeah, I think that sounds right. So what do you think it is that people need? What's uh, another another translation of the word or at least another part of the definition of the word mercy is often kindness. What? <laughs> My phone keeps dinging and they're brand new and I don't know how to turn the volume Here. down yet. I'm like an old lady. You just flipped the thing how on the I side. Fix my phone, Sonny. This little dealio here. Thank you. The elderly learning technology. <laughs> it's 
not as bad as the times you had your laptop out and you were getting messages and we could hear those really well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, um, it's ironically enough, that is the text message thread between me, Jolene, Crystal, and Sid that's going <laughs> crazy right now. So, yeah. So what, what did you just say before the text? Oh, so if mercy is giving people what they need, not what they deserve, what is it that people need? Yeah, so I started to answer that with kindness, that kindness is mm-hmm. often a part of the word mercy. Um, so you, you're, I don't know if I'm stepping on future content, but you said it's part of our church name to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. Don't say the big part of it. What big part of it? Oh, okay. But... um a lot of a lot of Bible translations instead of mercy will say kindness, mm. and I think that's a lot of times it's just what people need. When we, and you can you can think of it probably in your own life when you've been been rude or crass or harsh with somebody and they respond instead of by blowing up and and kind, they actually show kindness mm-hmm. to you. Then that it has it almost has either a a, a completely disarming effect or like an, a maddening effect. Like, why aren't you mm-hmm. <laughs> scream back? <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, I mean, people don't, people who are being irate tend to not really need someone to join them in their irrational behavior. They need, they need someone to show them kindness. I find that most people who are angry need somebody to listen. But yeah, what you were saying is like, as a teacher, my kids who were the naughtiest were the kids who had the hardest mm-hmm. life, had the most going on. And so they needed more understanding and more patience and more love. And I see that, you know, I see that today with adults too. Like the grumpiest, hardest to love people are the people who have the most pain. Mm-hmm. And um, people who haven't healed from pain or past pain. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I mean, and it's extra hard to show mercy and kindness to those people because mm-hmm. you don't particularly want to be around them. Mm-hmm. But if we could change one, mm-hmm. then they, yeah, There's this, the other way. This book I'm reading right now is called Deep Kindness. It's not a Christian book. Um, but... One of the things he talks, a story illustration he uses throughout the book is he was at an airport traveling somewhere and there was a lady sitting alongside, you know, the wall of the terminal, just weeping and people were just passing by, passing by and no one stopped to comfort this woman or to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. And and he talks about how we as a society don't have space anymore for the kind of kindness that comes alongside someone who's really suffering like that and just shows her kindness, even though you have no idea who she is or what's happening in her life. You just come, she obviously needs someone to come pat her on the back and maybe be a shoulder to cry on. And and no one was doing that. She was just sitting all alone doing that by herself. And I think that's, that's part of the idea is. Well, I especially think as you thought about that, I'm like, well, at an airport, I'm not getting that right. <laughs> I got somewhere to be mm-hmm. like you're usually running in it. But, and I think, you know, even if they're not at an airport, that's usually our thing is I've always got somewhere I to have be something to do. Mm-hmm. And I am more important than you mm-hmm. is our general yeah. mindset. We're too busy for kindness. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, shouldn't be that way. No. Just if you're not catching that. <laughs> um, a sermon I found while researching said, the key to being a person of mercy is gratitude for the mercy you've received. And I thought he's nodding, if you know, mm-hmm. being a good podcast guest. <laughs> um, it sort of puts our view of, I don't like this at all because I suck at this so bad. This puts our view of self into the spotlight. Um, because if you don't really recognize that you've been shown mercy, it's way harder to be grateful for it. Yeah, because it doesn't stick out in our mind most of the time. Yeah. We remember the pain. We don't remember the mercy. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially like to think about it on a big scale, like for church folks out there, like you think about like mercy from God even. And it's hard when, if you view yourself like, well, I haven't really ever done anything that bad. You know, like if you'd, and I mean, and that this is wrong thinking, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would be easier if like, if I've robbed a bank or I've overcome this massive heroin addiction, or if I murdered a bunch of people, it's like, I'm just an ordinary lady. So, eh. So what mercy has God actually shown me? Is that right. what you're I mean, saying? Yeah. In, intellectually, you're like, okay, yes, he sent his son, died on the cross. I get to go to heaven, all of that stuff. But it's like, we just have a wrong view mm-hmm. of self or we, or we think mercy is really only being let off the hook for the big giant things. Not all of the little ways every day where we are a punk to other people and they still love us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how far to go down that without getting too churchy. No, you can just let it go. All right. All right. Um, so I was saying this, and we are going to talk about this more next week in integrity. But uh, and David's been hitting this a lot in his sermons lately. So this just must be one of those things that you're just supposed to pay attention to. Um, mercy in the general sense is a lot easier to accept. Like it's just one of those words like, yeah, we should be merciful. Mm-hmm. Good, good podcast topic, Becky, and merciful. But it's... Because we're totally okay with it intellectually. But then David's been saying over and over, um, belief isn't really about intellectual agreement. You mm-hmm. don't really believe something unless it changes the way you live. Mm-hmm. So looking at myself, it's like, do I actually believe in mercy? Mm, probably not. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's, it makes sense to us, right? That, yeah, it sounds totally correct, especially if you've grown up in church. Like, yes, that's that's mm-hmm. totally accurate. I get it. The Bible says that I believe it, but I don't do it, so I, I must yeah. not believe it. I intellectually understand the concept of mercy. Mm-hmm. I I want yeah. people to show me mercy. Yeah, and I intellectually believe that mercy should be a part of every Christian's life. Mm-hmm. But if I don't ever actually show, show mercy, mercy to somebody, I don't really believe it. Yeah, that's and that's and I think that's just true. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of a lot of our time, or a lot of our culture, we have mm-hmm. a lot of so-called beliefs, oh, air yeah. quotes, things that we believe that we don't actually live out. Yes. I mean, like climate change. A lot of people believe, you know, that climate change is a, a very important issue. And she's smiling because like, where are you going? You're going to get all hot button topic on me. No, but um, <clears throat> that was actually one of my examples for next week. Oh, <laughs> but, but. I shall change my example. Sorry. Should I stop? No, I was just going to. This is really stepping on integrity, but just like you can't say that you care about the environment mm-hmm. and then throw a bunch of styrofoam cups in the or buy styrofoam cups exactly. Or, yeah, then you don't actually care about the environment. Right. See, here's the here's the ethical question you can wrestle with. So we get a lot of water bottles donated to the church through mm-hmm. the food pantry. 
And then they're already produced. They've already been distributed. Is it wrong to use those water bottles because they're bad for the environment? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but back on track, yeah. I probably don't believe in mercy because it's not changing the way I live. Because I'm way too much of a mama bear. <laughs> and that has been made cute. Mama bear. Culture keeps making things, I'm going to use the word, sin, cute. It's, I think I even have a shirt. Yeah, you have a, I think you have a mama bear shirt. Think, I've think, seen lots of mama bear shirts. Yeah. But here's the thing. Mama bear usually means like, if you touch my children, I will eat you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how I am. Right. Like, that's not cute. Yeah, it's, I mean, you can be protective. It doesn't mean you have to destroy somebody. Mm-hmm. But that's even, what bears will do. Yeah. <laughs> Showing mercy is, is, a, is probably a little more yeah, it's mature not, way to respond. Like mama chipmunk. Well, it's harder. That's, you know, like it's easy to respond and in, lash out in mm-hmm. anger. Yeah. It takes a lot more restraint and self-control to pull back and say, well, I'm not going to respond to that the way I feel like responding to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh, and that's the thing. That it, this is a good lead in too. Mercy feels really hard because we, if we're being truthful here, we want to be the bear. We want people to get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if they've caused us pain or people we love pain. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, there, there, there are times when I have those thoughts, you know, about people who have wounded me in the past and you hear that they're going through something difficult and, oh, and you, you just don't, have you that, smile. You have that moment of, Hmm, maybe you're getting something you deserve. <laughs> yeah. It's... And then you feel guilt mm-hmm. like the dinosaur and toy story. Oh, I wish he walked around. We're going to Disneyland this week. I wish we could see Rex. Mm-hmm. That would be a cool picture. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it's hard because selfishly, sinfully, we want other people to hurt. And a lot of us, that's our fighting style. We've talked about that with the girls too. Like often when we're in those moods, like I know what's going to, I do it with you all the time and I'm sorry, I'm a terrible person, but like, I know what's going to hurt you. And so I will push those buttons. Oh, but when you're fighting, when you're in a moment of anger, your brain is, yeah, you're in the hot zone. You're in the hot, you're, but you're like dopamine. Your brain is using dopamine to feed you, to keep fighting to win mm-hmm. because you want, that's what your brain wants. Your brain wants you to win. So it's going to push you to go to an extreme to try to just win the fight. Mm-hmm. Even though most of the time, once you, have won the fight, you realize you lost the fight yeah. once you stepped across that line. Yeah. Then you got the mess. Um, so yeah, we talked about that. We judge other people by their behaviors and ourselves by our intentions. Um, we're not any better. Cause I, I can think of the many, many times I said something I didn't actually mean because it was driven by whatever garbage. Um, okay. So here's the, here's the kicker that I really don't love about our church name (laughs) at all. Okay. So David's my pastor. Our church is called six, eight Mm -hmm. and we did name it a funny name because it's a great opener Mm -hmm. because we'll have our hats or our shirts and people will be like, Oh, what's six, eight. And then it's Mm -hmm. a great opener to be like, Hey, listen, it's based on Micah six, eight, which says do justice, love mercy. (laughs) Walk humbly and that's who we want to be. And that's the word that I don't really like. It's not just that we're 
supposed to be merciful is that we're supposed to love it. Well, and it's not just love. It's loyal love. Like it's, like it's a, a loyalty, an ongoing love of being merciful to people. As some translations will call it, loyal kindness. Um, and, and this is like a generation, this is a cultural thing about like, if it's not serving you, walk away. Mm-hmm. And like you don't fix what's broken. And I know I could have you go on forever about contractual versus right. commitment and well, but just as a society, we don't we only value mercy or kindness in certain circumstances. Yeah, like we 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 think well, there's there are some people or some situations where we should be sh- showing mercy, but then if it's somebody that's you know, for instance, across the political aisle that's mm. espousing beliefs that are vastly different from my own, and I actually feel are immoral. Well, they don't deserve to be shown mercy. Mm. They 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 deserve to get some kind of punishment, you know, even just for having that belief, even if they haven't done anything wrong. They just they deserve to be punished because they believe incorrectly. And and so there's there's no extension of of loyal, unloving, undying kindness that that somebody doesn't deserve that you just give uh to someone. It's like the uh the Good Samaritan, which is probably the most popular parable um, that Jesus told, you know, the, the it's the one the the parable ends uh, where Jesus asks, you know, who was the who was the good servant, and the guy says the one who showed him mercy or the one who showed him kindness, and it's the guy who who walks by the guy, sees him in pain, uses his own wine and. And stuff to to heal up his wounds, takes him and, and pays for him to stay, and then says he'll pay for whatever expenses come back. Like there's nothing this guy that's been beaten on the road has done to earn, earn it. and the he can't do anything for him. Right? There's there's no way that it could be repaid. But he just, you know, and it, they could very well be polar opposites for all that we know. Yeah, because it's People the Samaritan, it. Samaritans, and so. It's someone probably across the aisle that's that's doing something kind for someone across the aisle, and and that's the that's the response we're supposed to have. That's that's what mercy is. That's what kindness is. We don't do that very much in our society. For people that disagree with us, mm-hmm. also like for, I can see where you would be easier to extend mercy or to excuse things or forgive more quickly if it's someone in power, someone important, someone that might be able to do something for you, meet a need for you, harder when it's... You think we're merciful to people in power? I'm not talking about political people because I don't like talking about politics on the podcast. But I mean like... Uh, Like a popular person. Like if it's... If you're at school and it's like one of the cool kids like and they do something kind of jerky and like, oh, well, but I might still get into the inner circle or whatever it is or we excuse... I don't know. I see that in our kids. Um, okay. Let's see. In a prayer I read on the internet, I had to do a lot of research <laughs> because this was like, there is no wisdom coming from Becky today. Again, I could, I could talk about dependability mm-hmm. or intellectualism, <laughs> long range planning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just looking at me like, yep, that's all you got, kid. Um, no, I'm not. Logistics. In a prayer I read on the internet called Prayer for a Merciful Heart. So again, I don't know what who wrote this 
take a grain of salt. Um, one line really struck me. Can this be the secret, the way for me to be free? And that like stuck with me. I kept having to go back and like reread it. Like mercy being the key to freedom. And mm-hmm. that's obviously like emotional, mental freedom because when we don't want to show mercy, it's because we're so wrapped up in all of those bad things we'd worked so hard to get rid of in spring cleaning, the pain, the anger, and the so the pain, the rage, and the unforgiveness. Well, yeah, mercy is very much attached to forgiveness and unforgiveness, like the unmerciful servant I was mm-hmm. talking about earlier. And as long as as long as the the unmerciful servant continues to hold the other guy in debt to him and has him in prison, he's still connected to to that guy that's in prison trying to work off his debt. So like the chains are real. You're actually chaining yourself to all mm-hmm. of this pain where mercy and kindness would, would say forgive and move on. You know, like let yeah. break the chains. Don't let don't them keep around. Putting more shackles on yourself. Yeah. You only got some room for so many shackles. Um, okay, so let's wrap this up. We've been wrapping these uh, Woman of episodes. Person for you? Yes. My gosh, that was terrible, David. You can be a man of mercy. Um, what are some, again, because I don't have a lot of wisdom here, what are some practical ways uh, my listeners can start practicing or developing their mercy muscles today? I think probably one of the simplest things would be just to pause and and give yourself a breath you know if you're in a in a heated situation or if you're in a moment where your instinct would be to to blow up or to get mad or to do something to to find a moment between the blow up and and what just happened to give yourself the space to to choose a different reaction or to choose to show kindness instead of, instead of what? <laughs> this is many times where he will preach and he, I know he's doing it directed at me right now, but where he'll swear he's not preaching that line at me. Making well, I'm not eye really contact talking directly to you. We're talking on a, I, on a podcast together, but, mm-hmm. but it just, you know, so much. I don't do this well. But, you know, talking about, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I think that's one of the things if you can if people start to just learn a little bit of self control and instead of getting on, you know, and and blowing up you know a comment on on Facebook or social mm, media. Yeah, keep on scrolling. Yeah. Just just pause. Do I really want someone to to read that and attach that to me? Mm-hmm. Do I really want someone, you know, in a reaction to to a situation? Do I really want someone to hear that? And attach that to me. Is that is that a part of of me that I want them to? Mm-hmm. Is that the part of me that I want to come to mind when they think of me? Because mm-hmm. that's what'll happen. Yeah. And I think just just taking a breath. That's that's one of the things they're trying to teach police officers when they're when they're chasing down a you know a, a suspect who's running and fleeing a scene or something like that, because your adrenaline's pumping and everything. That that instead of just you know reacting whenever you you know corner him or catch him is to just pause and take a breath, so that you can give your body just a moment to to think rationally instead of reactively. 
I looked at Psalm 145.8, which talks about God being merciful, and I figure that's always a good example. God? To look at. Yeah, yeah. God's usually a good example, I think. Mm-hmm. If you want to know how to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he renews his mercies for us every day, mm-hmm. then, and you know, for the whole world, and we're like wretched. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it's probably a good place to look. And it said, the Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. So I think that really aligns with what you're saying, just working on our anger responses and timing. And sometimes just sleeping on it, you know, that new every morning is the time of day. I think there's significance to the time of day in that verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had that conversation with my daughter this morning where I got into it a little bit last night and I told her this morning, I'm like, listen... I'm, and we've talked about this before on the podcast too. Like some people, when they're angry, like to work it out right then. Mm-hmm. She's that way, and you're that way. And I am not that way. Mm-hmm. I need the time. I need to calm down. And I, you shouldn't really ever talk to me when I'm mad, mm-hmm. ever. Well, there's that that verse that people bring up: "Don't let the sun go down while you're angry." I think that's not speaking literally like, to well, not to a fight. I think it's yeah. speaking to you individually. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. You have the choice to to let something go, and not go to bed angry, or you have the choice to you know to uh, to seek out forgiveness instead of a fight. Um, but I think a lot of times you know our our willpower reserves are so depleted by the time at in mm-hmm. the evening and nighttime, it's much better to go to sleep and yeah. and wake up and have a rational discussion. Yeah, <laughs> when you're not in the red mm-hmm. zone moment mm-hmm. anymore, and it's like I am not dead tired, and Whatever. And then this morning it was just way mm-hmm. better. And then it was calm and it's like, okay, here's why I was upset. Here's what I need you to mm-hmm. not do again. The end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing we can do is sleep mm-hmm. and close your mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, just pause. Just those, are, those are practical ways. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I mean, we're not asking you right off the bat to like let, again, we're not asking you to excuse. Of course Horrible not. behavior, but it's just that encouragement to not hold on to your unforgiveness and that need to retaliate, that need for vengeance. And actually, I think a lot of times, if you <laughs> if you show mercy, it gives you more footing to come back later and and say something that's going to be more beneficial to that person who received your mercy mm. and and didn't deserve whatever you know whatever kindness you showed them, and then you can you know, have a conversation later about, you know, about why you were, why you chose to react that way, but how what they did was still wrong. I think it gives you a little Mm -hmm. more foundation to have that discussion. Hmm. Well, thanks for coming on and talking about this really difficult (laughs) topic. That's a good one. It's a fun one. Fun. Mm -hmm. Mercy's good. I like mercy. I'm glad you do. It's one of those things like a church people may know this where you take like tests to find out like your biblical strengths and gifts and stuff and there's like a ranking of however many gifts mercy always shows up dead last for Mm -hmm. me always it's not high on my list it's not when i when you when i do those tests it's not real high for me either i think it's probably not high for a lot of people i think Mm -hmm. it's my dad's number one but um another quick thing i you know i think is is it's probably probably good practice to just kind of think of a few times that you've been shown mercy mm. that you can that you can just constantly remind yourself of, and then when you're in a situation, remind try to remind mm-hmm. yourself of 
how you were shown mercy and then say, okay, I want to react to this person the way this mm-hmm. other person reacted to me in that situation, you know, so that you just have something queued up, mm-hmm. ready to go. Good one. All right. Well, we will finish a last minute vacation prep and packing. I will probably try to share some pictures mm-hmm. from the road with you and we will be back with the girls next week to talk about integrity. Thanks for being here. Bye. You've been listening to the Girl in a Hill podcast. Please help us out by sharing the podcast with your friends, connecting with us on social media, and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. We're here to climb the hill with you as we all work to stop hiding, start shining, and be the women we were created to be. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.